what is an agent of light? An agent of light is somebody who has allowed the light to shine upon themselves first. And because then their inner being becomes enlightened, then they can carry their outer being with more confidence, with more clarity, and they can bring their own light onto others, onto the world, in a way that that expression of light brings more color and brings more life into their environment. You will come to know the truth and the truth will set you free. I think oftentimes we have a, a lack of uh, understanding um, of ourselves, which creates a lack of confidence and it allows us to not be able to express ourselves fully um, or to even enjoy life fully. And unfortunately, I think a lot of it comes from uh, the way that um, the world is structured currently where uh, we need to meet certain standards all the time. Uh, for example, in school, we are told to follow certain rules to behave in a certain way. And if you deviate from the status quo, oftentimes you are punished um, or you're criticized and it creates this sense in people where they uh, struggle to later on in life oftentimes have confidence to express themselves. Um, and I think that can create a lot of issues for, for someone. And, it, and the reason I think is because there's not a basis of truth, right? And uh, when we look at the physical world, the natural world, we see so many different expressions of life, right? We see even in just plants, how many different plants there are, how they have so many different characteristics. Um, and same thing with animals, fishes, birds, and, and they all form an ecosystem. We all serve a purpose, right? Um, I think it's rare to find things that are uh, the lack of purpose. Um, and, and even those that we think don't have any purpose might still have a purpose that we just don't understand. But the reason I, br I brought that up is because I think oftentimes we limit ourselves to, uh, in culture and society, to have to look a certain way, right? And as, as we discussed in previous podcasts, there are certain principles, there are certain rules, there are certain things that are... Um, that, that are again laws principles they don't change it's like the the principles of physics right um and gravity it, it doesn't matter if i'm in south america or in asia if i drop a pen at the same you know and it's the same weight and it doesn't matter actually what weight it is the gravity will, will pull it down at the exact same time and so um as we discussed earlier, we, we have been given certain principles clearly laid out, for example, in the Ten Commandments by God to help society be able to prosper, to be able to thrive. And those are things that we um, should listen to, 
because they are meant for us to, to help us, right? Um, like we said before, we can't really prosper if we're just um, killing and murdering and stealing and lying and giving false witness and cheating and coveting all the time. It's just not going to guide you towards being happy or, or living a fulfilled life. And you can just look at the people that, that do those things and ask them how they feel. But I think oftentimes we, we end up creating these additional um, standards and rules in our heads uh, that limit us, right? Um, and don't allow us to, to fully develop and express ourselves, which ultimately, thinking back to that ecosystem, it limits the benefit that we can then bring to everybody else. Um, a lot of it, I think, comes from fear. Um, and the the importance is to change that from being a spirit of fear, from acting from fear, to, to acting from a place of uh, power, of love, uh, but also of self-control, right? Uh, where it's conscious, where it's not... Um, irrational where it doesn't hurt others right i think that's when when they can also turn uh it can all it can also go the other way right where if we don't have any self-control or we don't do it from a place of of love um and we are not conscious of the environment and how it can affect others it can have dire consequences as well but I think that the main issue with um, most people is that they don't believe in themselves. Uh, their belief system is, is what affects them. And it starts with how you see yourself, your identity. Um, and I think a lot of it, again, comes from the fact that we are told since we're so young that we are not enough. And unfortunately, it oftentimes comes uh, unconsciously from... Our parents or peers or teachers um, and what it creates is that we stop trying to uh, go for those things that can help us improve in life uh, we maybe take less risks in life we maybe start something and we don't do too well on it which rarely ever happens where uh, somebody will, will be really good the first time they do something or succeed at it. And so we, we, we stop trying. We don't seek to actually improve and get better um, and, and try again, which again limits our potential and our ability to contribute to that ecosystem. And when again, we look at nature, when we look at the natural world, scientists that study it, um, when they get to the highest levels, as I mentioned before, they become um, more often than not believers in a power that is intelligent because they can see that there is an order behind things. There's an intelligence behind it. There's a structure, the way that things are interconnected. And there's a design, right? Like God is a designer. As Christians, we believe that he's the one that that created the world he designed the world he created all the different uh things that we see that we can appreciate uh forms and shapes and uh, sizes and 
um, there, the, the thing is we're giving certain traits as well, applying it to ourselves, um, that are diverse for a reason. And I think oftentimes we're very quick to criticize ourselves to say, Hey, well, for example, I had a, a kind of a, a fighter nature or challenging nature when I was growing up where I kind of questioned why, uh, we had to follow certain rules or do things a certain way. And I could have said, Hey, well, I'm, I'm just going to accept now what I'm, I'm being told by society. That is, I need to do things a certain way and just, you know, follow the traditional path. But, uh, I have seen how having those traits actually served me tremendously, uh, different points in my life when I was able to make a decision to say, um, take a gap year be- between high school and college to really decide what I wanted to do with my life. And it took me uh, a lot of courage because my parents were actually in education. So for them, it was kind of crazy or inconceivable that I would take time off. But that year ended up being one of the best years of my life. I grew tremendously. I was able to go back to Colombia where I was born and reconnect with myself, with my roots, with God, uh, my faith, with friends, and more importantly, with with who I was, with my identity. Um, I I think you know when I came here at uh, just six, barely turned sixteen, I was exposed to so many different things that you know, um, in a way, I think drew me away, right? Like culture from um understanding who i was and it started to create problems in my life so coming back and understanding who who i was in god first and foremost um was tremendous in then me being able to have more confidence in making certain decisions and when i went to college and being able to um take advantage of of the time that that i had there uh, more productively to ultimately gain some skills that would would help me down the line um and you know when when i decided to to get a job because i you know i got married when i was still in college uh, i actually took a risk at some point uh to go knock doors um in new york for a summer to sell security systems and it actually helped me to realize that i had a talent in sales which you know, for some time, I, I didn't really, I wasn't too fond of, of pursuing a career in sales. I, I knew I liked people and, and I could communicate, but um, I always thought I would do more something like business or um, maybe even like helping uh, people uh, have better results like psychology or whatever. But um, through that experience, I was able to realize like, hey, I can actually make a career out of it and um, provide for myself and my family. And that's actually a, one of the, it can be one of the best paced careers, right? And if you are graduating college with a business degree, your prospects uh, when you get out of college is making probably about $45,000 a year. Um, and, you know, if you just switch companies every couple of years and maybe go up the ranks, you can within five, 10 years, start making 70,000, 80,000, maybe a hundred thousand if you're doing really well. And uh, through sales, because it's performance based, uh, 
you know, when I actually graduated college and I got a job, I, I started out around uh, $55,000 uh, plus a $5,000 bonus. So immediately 20, 30% higher than the average person um, graduating with my same degree because of the line of work that I was able to get into. Um, and then soon after, you know, I, uh, promotions are a little bit higher where my target earnings uh, within a couple of years were, uh, you know, $100,000, $150,000 if you did really well. Um, and even then, I, at some point, I decided to quit that job, uh, with last year actually. Um, because again, I, I thought that I could take a chance on myself and I'm still doing sales, but now I'm, I'm doing, um, solar, which is a hundred percent commission. And I started again, going back to, to knocking doors. And so having taken that risk at one point of, you know, not going for the safe route of, of getting a summer job, traditional summer job, but going in to New York and getting dropped off in some neighborhood. And for me at that time, seeing that I could actually make it happen if I committed to it, it gave me a lot of confidence to then when it came time to decide whether I wanted to continue to pursue the traditional path of, um, you know, a, a, an office job or maybe do something else. It I was able to, to do that. And now, you know, uh, seven months later, I don't have to knock doors if I don't want to. I still sometimes do because it's a good, really effective way, believe it or not, to um, get in touch with people and, and share what you're doing and um, get new clients. But um, I've been able to now grow to the point that I can just go to appointments or get leads um, or I'm working on building partnerships to be able to um work with real estate agents who can then just introduce me to some of their clients if their clients decide and want to be introduced to me to explore solar. And, um, you know, I'm in a much better position because of some of the risks that I took, but it all started with having a clear sense of identity. Again, going back to that gap year that helped me kind of understand again who I was in, in my faith and um, what I care for in, in, in this world, which ultimately um, is not necessarily just money, but making a bigger impact. And then I understood I need to get leadership. I needed to be able to like influence. Um, I need to be able to communicate properly, which is again, why sales was kind of a, uh, it made sense to, to pursue. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to to do those things if I didn't believe in myself, if allow, I allowed the world and my peers and teachers to have said and believe what they said about me, which is, hey, well, you're not so smart or you're not so good at this or whatever the case may be, right? So um, I think it's important to debunk the myths, the lies that you may be telling yourself that are keeping you where you are, that are keeping you from fulfilling your potential. Um, if you have no idea what it is that you could actually do, well, maybe think back to what are those things that you are naturally attracted to, that you are naturally good at. Um, for example, like my brother, he, um, he's currently a physician's assistant. He started as a, as a dietitian and he worked the thing for like five years as a dietitian, um, Texas Children's Hospital. And he's like, okay, I'm going to be a PA. But really, he, he was an artist, right? When, when we were growing up, like from, I have three older siblings, and from all of us, 
uh, he was the most gifted when it came to like art, right? Like he could draw something pretty cool in like seconds. We're like opposites. Like I, I had none of that skill in me. Um, and one of the things that he's very passionate about or he, he really enjoys doing and it comes very easy to him now is interior design. And so when I moved into my apartment for the first year, you know, I didn't really put any kind of decoration. It was just like beige walls, white walls all, all around, um, you know, very basic. And at some point I was like, I need some life. And I, I told him, I asked him as a favor if he could help me with it and, and decorating it. And it really within a matter of one day, right? This man, he came and he didn't even have to try. Like he just like showed me a couple pictures of like maybe what he think he could do. And uh, we just went and bought some paint and made some like very simple shapes. Like we made a, a big circle uh, that it looks kind of like a sun on top of the dining table and put the stands that is wood with some with some flowers around. Um, and, you know, there's like this green arch when you first walk in that also has like kind of a similar structure with like plants and this wooden stance where you can like put things if you're like say keys and stuff like that. And he painted some things in, on the living room and it took him probably four hours, right, to do like for us all to 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 do it between all of us. And now that I'm in my place, it just feels so different, so much better. Um, I can, you know, feel more comfortable. It's inspiring. And it took him, it added so much value to my life and it took him no effort, right? And it was to the point where I told him like, hey, you should consider um, even uh, trying to do this, even if it's not full-time, like part-time and charging for it. Because um, he, first, first of all, he enjoys doing it. And second, it adds so much value and it comes so easy to him that I, I really think that he could even charge a couple, like a couple thousand dollars um, to help somebody with decorating their space and it really wouldn't take him too long. The thing is, you know, he's he's paid well because, again, he's a physician's assistant right now, so he doesn't want to take on that risk. But I'm pretty confident if he, because he's a hardworking person, if he decided to commit to, to doing it, he could succeed, and it could potentially pay off 10, 100 times what he's doing right now if he were to, like, grow it in, in, into a business. So all of that to say is... Um, you know, what are the things that are that are keeping you from maybe contributing more? And remember that, you know, we were all created first in God's image for with a given purpose. And the traits that he gave us, they were meant to be used for a reason. And it says in the Bible that one day he will ask us, right? What did you do with what I gave you? He's going to ask us for the talents, the, the, the parable of the talents, Right. And it's like he gave this one person one talent, another five and another ten. And the one that had one, he went and buried it, buried it because he's like, I don't want to lose it. When my master comes back, I'm just going to give it back to him. The one that had five um, kind of like did something similar where um, he just like saved it up and, you know, didn't do much with it. And then the one that did ten, he went and invested it and took a risk and made it into like 15 and the master comes back and he tells the one that had one, well, you know, you didn't do what I was, what I wanted you to do just by keeping it and burying it. And to the one that had 10, he said, you're a good servant. And he took the one that had one and took the one from the one that had five and he gave it to the one that had 10. And so 
you know, oftentimes I think also we're like, well, why is life, life is kind of unfair. And, and, and I think it can be, but at the same time, life rewards those who are willing to, to take action and take a risk. Um, and ultimately, what are the things that are, that maybe you're not doing? And it all starts with maybe introspection, right? And, and listening to um, being, being very honest with yourself and trying to figure out what it is that you actually could be doing and maybe what are the lies that you have told yourself or allowed in your life that are now affecting you and others.